Hello, time to change champions. My name is Keith. I'm a time to change champion and one of your hosts. And I'm Miriam. I'm a time to change champion and I'm co-host. We have so much exciting stuff coming up. We'll be bringing you the latest time to change campaign news, including time to change and schools in County Durham, Bernie and her journey of poetry and Tanya Mason's suggestions for champions. This is all coming up on the Champions of Time to Change podcast. We know it can be difficult to talk about mental health problems. That's why Time to Change supports schools and colleges to talk and to listen. The Time to Change Children and Young People's programme began in 2011. Since then, it has developed as an evidence-based and insights-driven programme which targets young people aged 11 to 18, both in and outside the school environment. Time to Change wants to inspire and equip schools and colleges to deliver anti-stigma activities with young people. We can offer training, resources and support for senior school leaders, teachers, staff and young leaders within schools. So let's hear from Tanya Wilson with Steve Driscoll, a Time to Change champion, and Chris Affleck from Time to Change County Durham talk about their Time to Change and schools activities. The children and young people team are really interested in helping schools and other kind of youth settings to create open cultures and everybody is part of that, a schools community or a youth group, whatever. Everyone is responsible for creating that open culture and it starts with senior leaders and senior leaders recognising the responsibility they have to their staff and you know it filters down because if staff feel that they can be open about their mental health and what's going on for them in their lives and they're better able to hold space for the young people that they have a responsibility to they have more trust I think that they are being cared for and that kind of enables them to care better for young people so our resources and I guess out what the work that our team does because we also offer kind of free training for schools we're particularly interested in working with groups of schools what we hope to do is make that a bit easier so we have kind of ready-made session plans assembly plans conversation starters you can participate in our kind of national campaigns like time to talk day and run events with your young people and also really kind of giving young people the opportunity to start those conversations too. Look at the ways that young people communicate with each other, look at what friendship means to them, look at what romantic relationships mean to them and help them navigate those potentially challenging situations in the context of mental health. Yeah, hopefully our resources, we think our resources are easy to use and enjoyable and we definitely have found that young people do engage with them. To me, there's probably a lot of students that won't admit that they're having troubles or they keep it themselves bottled up, which I did for years and made me so ill and so important to speak out, speak to somebody. It's getting the message out there to students that it is all right to talk about mental health because I know that it's on the rise among students because of the pressure put on them to get grades and jobs it's such a valuable thing talking about your mental health. If you're a young person noticing that absence of conversation and support, I think find other young people because if you are feeling that way, then I can guarantee there'll be at least one other person that's feeling the same way. And then I think you need to identify a member of staff, uh, so an adult of authority within your setting that you can go to. And you can start off by saying, Please, can we have five minutes at the start of form time to talk to everybody? Please, can we create a little table in the library where we have some resources for people to kind of come and read? 
please can we start a lunchtime group for people that are maybe having a bit of a difficult time and need a safe space just to sit quietly and have a chat it's really important to just stress that we are not encouraging young people to try and be clinical experts for their peers and we're not encouraging teachers or pastoral staff to become clinical experts either what we're trying to encourage is for everybody to recognize that you can make a huge difference to someone by allowing that conversation to exist we know through our research that actually for young people what leads to them wanting to end their lives is not necessarily their mental health problem, it's the stigma, it's the fear of what people will say and do that makes them feel really isolated and potentially want to take that really unfortunate step. So having conversations makes a big difference. If you are one student wanting to make that difference, then be courageous and trust that you that you can and find someone in your school that can help you facilitate that. We've done a time to talk to you at the Northumbria University. We had a stall there, we were chatting to students and I really enjoyed that because I work on the social work programme there. I interview students here and year out, I do the odd lecture here and there and I'm the chair of the social work committee so it was nice to bring something from the community into the university and lots of students have kind of got together and they've done fundraisers for another place I work, the Recovery College in Newcastle. So. It's like sharing good practice. Within County Durham, the organisation I work for, Investing in Children, we get involved in a lot of projects where we review services and we find out um, what young people think of those services and what works well, what doesn't work well and how things could be done differently. And within County Durham, young people identified that there was a gap in terms of that transition from children's mental health services into adult mental health services, but also there was limited opportunities for informal peer support where you could go along and be in a safe space and talk about your mental health or just be yourself without that judgment and stigma. So what we did is working with an adult service, us being a children's services, came together to develop at the time an urban art project where young people could come along and do a practical activity but in that safe space and they realised the reason they chose art was a way of interpreting their emotions and their feelings without having to talk about it. If you want to talk about it and you feel comfortable, that's fine, but actually you can say how you feel in a visual way. Do visit our Time to Change schools page. We've recently been giving our web page a bit of a of a spring clean and there are some really great free resources for particularly for people working with, with young people to use because we know that starting conversations is really hard and we're really not it's not about shaming people who haven't started those conversations yet or don't know how. We get that it's difficult, we get that there are barriers to that. And so we have lots of resources available if you're interested. Um, So please do go and visit the school's page on the Time to Change website. For more information and free resources for campaigning with children and young people, go to the Time to Change website. Bernie is a Time to Change champion involved at the heart of Time to Change Leeds. Leeds, if you don't know, was one of the first hubs to be established in 2017 after many years of anti-stigma and discrimination campaigning in West Yorkshire. Now, words mean the world to Bernie, as we're about to hear. I think there's something deep within me which uses words to kind of connect me to what's going on emotionally. And once it's out there, it does seem to help. The poetry writing course that I now go to with the performance poets called Clear Out Your Closet. And I think that's probably quite a good description of what's going on. I used to write poetry 
probably from when I was about 13 or 14. So I guess some of what I'm saying is about how I managed my emotions, although if you'd asked me at the time, I probably wouldn't have been able to articulate that. And over time, stopped doing that, but it was many years later. Um, probably when I was in my 30s, I kind of got lost and got out of the swing of, of that type of thing. But what's fascinating for me, which I didn't mention in my talk, is that when I first started to write poetry, I can remember being quite excited and showing my mum and dad, and they were supportive. But then it was only years later, when I was in my 40s, that my dad produced a booklet of all of his poems that he'd written. I didn't know that he'd written poetry too. So there's clearly some, some drive within the family to actually kind of try and express ourselves in that format. I burnt out. I didn't realise what was happening to me and I didn't really know enough about stress or extreme prolonged stress to understand. And how that then impacted my life in terms of I became really keen on getting a message out about mental health to try and A, let others know that it is important to look after ourselves and how we would go about that, but also not to worry about speaking out in some respects. For me, the worst of things has turned into one of the best of things. It was also about a little bit about my recovery journey, which I've not spoken publicly about before. So it's a bit of me progressing and some other things that have helped me. So my role was a finance one, which is kind of quite dry subject, although there was a lot of people engagement involved, which is more my thing. But it's many years since I had to link into the kind of the creative side of my brain. But now, partially because the coordinator role in Leeds linked to a very creative-centric organisation and partially because being creative actually does really help link things together and get the message out there. I find that I'm writing poetry, that I'm taking part in events that I would never have thought I'd be able to do and actually it's really quite exciting and good for me too. One of the reasons that I try to bring some of that into my talk is because it's all flowing out of me all over the place now and it's worth doing something with but B because I think it really does help people connect it's that emotional connection I think and so far that seems to really resonate with my audiences this is a poem that I only managed to write last week um, because it's about my journey um, and I've shared it today for the first time it's called I Know This Person Called Me I thought I knew this person called me, mother, provider, manager, but me was lost in those roles, my spirit sobbing silently, unheard, until burnout and breakdown, shudder, stop, nothing. Then, in music, a small ray of hope, a spirit rising second, me stirring, a slow remembering and reconnecting through song, movement, creative expression, the real me emerging, and as my aspects gradually reform, I breathe and say, hello again, me. I can remember when I was younger thinking, well, maybe this is something that I ought to think about doing something about, even if it's just a hobby, and there not really being an outlet that I knew about anyway to do it. And then when I became a Time to Change champion, the first thing that they were doing was setting up a poetry performance event to launch the Champions Fund in Leeds. 
Um, and so um, I clutched a couple of my poems and went along. I'd never even read them to people before, never mind thought about performing and didn't really know what performing meant. But Leeds had a local performance poet who was very skilled and very good. Um, and she organised myself and a couple of the other champions into a group to do a performance. And they have in Leeds they have a fantastically embroidered chair, which has got a lot of messages about mental health on it. And that was kind of the centrepiece of our performance. And each of us had a slightly different approach. But the lady who went first, her poem began about circles. So we all stood up and walked in a circle around. And then we stood to one side while she read her poem about her experiences. And then each of us in turn did our poems. I learned that I can't stand still if I'm doing something like that. So I need to walk, but obviously not pace up and down. And also had to express myself when I was talking about things like one of the lines was about being wide using my arms and my body to express that and pacing myself and breathing which was extremely scary but afterwards it felt fantastic to have done Wow that was great poetry from Bernie wasn't it Miriam? Yeah I enjoyed listening to that Now we're going to go back to Tanya Mason who is with the Children on People's team to find out some more helpful suggestions for champions We obviously have formal programmes, so to speak, for becoming a champion with Time to Change, but I think it's important that people recognise the opportunity to be champions in more discreet ways. You know, taking that really powerful step in opening up conversations with people who might not be on the same page as you, be that someone in your life that's close to you, or for young people, talking to peers. Really difficult, actually, to make that a first step and attempt to kind of share your story and share your message it's really important so I think really I just encourage people to start with people that you feel really safe with so people that you know kind of have an unconditional love and care for you and then when you feel the time is right taking the next step to kind of maybe sharing with people that maybe are a really could do with being educated and recognise like what an important thing that you're doing and how you're contributing to the movement. I think being part of Time to Change as a movement is not just about standing in front of a room full of people and sharing your story, although that might be one part of it. It's also like looking out for ways that you can share with people in your day-to-day life and actually those that's a really important and difficult thing to do. And just find out who the champions are for you, who's championing your your recovery, um, your self-care, be that friends or partners, or I think seek out a support network is really important. And they will become your champions and they will kind of enable you to then go on and fight for a very important cause. I'm really interested in communities who are not having open conversations about mental health. And I think within those communities, there are 100% people that are desperate to have those conversations because communities are made up of people and people have experiences. But I think we all know that sometimes that can be very hard. Not all families are open to certain conversations. Being at school can be very difficult. Being part of a peer group where you don't think people are open. We all kind of have a responsibility to be supporting different communities in opening up and reducing that stigma and being unafraid at calling out discrimination as well and and calling it just that too. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think we all need to be looking out for opportunities to, to support and share. 
Some great suggestions and ideas there, Miriam, for anyone starting out as a champion. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to hear those kind of tips if you're just starting out from somebody who's experienced. Remember, if you have any questions about this podcast, do let us know. On this Champions podcast, we are big fans of audience participation and we love hearing from you, our champions. So do share your stories telling us what you're getting up to because that is what this Champions podcast is all about. So ask away, tell us what you think. Your feedback is important and can help make this podcast what you want to listen to. So you can get in touch, send an email to champions at time hyphen to hyphen change org uk you can also follow us on twitter at time to change and tell us what you think you can also send a tweet to us using hashtag ttc champions our voice is stronger and louder thanks to funding from the department of health and social care comic relief and the big lottery fund using national lottery funding This Champions podcast is a heavy entertainment production for Time to Change. The campaign is run by Mind and Rethink Mental Illness and thousands of champions, supporters and organisations making change happen. So do please help us spread the word about your Champions podcast and tell other champions. A massive thank you to Tanya Mason from the Children and Young People's Project, champion Steve Driscoll, Chris Affleck from Time to Change Durham and Bernie, the Time to Change champion from Leeds for sharing your experience, strength and hope for effective campaigning to get the nation talking about mental health. Thanks for all the great campaigning you do. Well, that's it for now from Miriam and me on the Champions of Time to Change podcast. Say ta Miriam. ta Thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs>